Bobby knows what he's doing. Yeah, when Bobby steps stuff. up to the plate, I'm gonna hit nothing I'm but podcast home runs. It's the first time ever we went to mic check, just did Brian, and then we're good. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Well, with Brian kind of sounds like you, so I figured Syllabus. if he sounds good, yes. then you sound good by extension yes. of twinmanship. And you always sound good. Twinmanship. <laughs> twinmanship. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, that's just a compliment onto me. And so Brian gentlemen, stepped on it because <laughs> <laughs> I was by laughing. He said at twinmanship. <laughs> How dare you laugh at Bobby's sorry, joke, sorry. When I'm trying to compliment the man. You do sound good, Bobby. Sir, these jokes keep moving. They never stop for nothing on this podcast. These jokes are sharks, bro. They never stop. Or they'll die. It is a feeding frenzy in here where you, oh. where you feel this content is. We do not stop to listen to each other. We're just feeding <laughs> just on top of each other. Until our minds are like, I'm next, I'm next. <laughs> just shut up, Bobby, I'm next. As soon as sounds get, stop coming out of their yeah. faces, it's my turn. As soon as we press record, we get dead eyes, a doll's eyes. <laughs> and, we start, <laughs> and we start eating at that joke meat till there's nothing but bone. <laughs> One of us throws up a joke license plate. <laughs> <laughs> we slit our bellies open at the end. We call it license plates. And jewelry that we may have eaten. <laughs> what is that thing? Know. Is that thing shark hunters do? They just do it for the license plates. No, that was, <laughs> hey, I got I'm just Massachusetts. I thought we're always with... talking about that one shark from Jaws, that tiger shark that they caught. Oh, they'd be like, looking for the child. I thought yeah. every shark had a license plate in its stomach. I thought that Probably. was just the ubiquitous against sharks. They all have license plates. They all have license plates because you know they're they have to be registered <laughs> by the oceanic government. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman the requires DMV. that. Yes. Yeah. Aquaman. The CMV. The CMV. <laughs> <laughs> they have fun at that. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm sad I didn't say that. Uh, that was an Alan joke, everyone. <laughs> See, that's pretty smart. It's, pretty <laughs> it's a pretty smart pretty joke. Good. It's smart for fishes because they go in schools. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, gentlemen. I guess this is the section where I ask you either you have topics week? or uh, how's your day going? <laughs> I Oh, we do that, okay. Yeah, this is our podcast is format. Because Tony's gone. Only because I, I pulled away the curtain and dressed it, so now everyone knows. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, I mean, I don't want to talk about what I've been doing because it's going to be a super boring episode saying, I've been listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Wow. And Rich Dad's a bit of a jerk. You've uh, and by the end you you're on his team, Team Rich Dad. You're like, yeah, Robin Hood was a bad guy. That's like 15 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, about yeah. that. That was um, 20. More. He wrote it in 97. Yeah, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that on my dad's coffee table. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to decide what dad my. <laughs> you're here, like your poor dad. <laughs> or I'm looking around. I'm looking at my clothes. Your poor dad, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, I don't support any of these clothes I'm wearing. I know they're for my brother. <laughs> rich dad that doesn't feel like a very rich dad thing to do. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, that's the decisions I made from that he, book cover because I never read the book. Has your dad applied any of the knowledge from the book? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> having no idea of the content no, of the but, book, like, uh, did is I your said, dad rich? is he rich yeah, or is he, he poor? No. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if no, then no, he did not. Did next, he stop working for the man? Is that the idea of the book? Uh, the, we're not okay, talk about explain the me the synopsis. Okay, be succinct. The AMD synopsis. Yeah, the AMD synopsis. Rich dad, poor dad. Robert Kiyosaki. Syllabus. Syllabus. Robert Kiyosaki. The author Robert Kiyosaki grew up. 
his dad was uh, who he refers Faster. to his own dad on, as the AMD, poor dad. And, no, no, no. Okay. Bottom line, school is for suckers. <laughs> school is for suckers. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> wins. Yes. <laughs> Capitalism wins, and and uh, you got to make money like a shark, bro. If like you a go shark. backwards, always you die. moving on that paper chaser, you die. Greed is good. I like that description. You put the capital D on the description <laughs> right there. That's how. That's how you do it. Like his dad's. What he considers poor dad. His friend's dad is a successful and rich. He considers him rich oh, dad. This is he a gets story. advice from both of his his dads. Well, but it's it's the I story. It and life. he learned. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a biography. You, I always think, thought it was some yeah. kind of like business ethics it is, it is. lesson. It's, it is. The, the, the book from 1997 is here's how I was uh, raised and here's what I do and here's why I'm successful. That's oh, all it is. I thought there was like worksheets and stuff like that you fill out. I don't know. This no, is not an audio book. The thing is, he has a whole. Course. business of teaching people of coaching people oh so so other a... books might have the worksheets or the if you go to okay. the workshops with you know the oh, okay. seminar stuff like that because it's as boring as i warned when you brian about. talks about his rich so... dad snore dad <laughs> <laughs> am i right am i right <laughs> so glad to be back in this room <laughs> doing this again <laughs> as if someone else is going to make that book sound way exciting well uh, I think if Steven Seagal wrote it, it would sound exciting. Wrote it or talked about it? That's what I'm saying. Or if he narrated it, right? If he... Yeah. No, I meant if so. If Steven Seagal was sitting in here telling us about the book, and then would he'd it be like, still be boring? No, because he, even then he would still be like, I'm going to take them to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> to the blood, blood bank. bank. And then Seagal, poor dad. Read the book? <laughs> poor dad, I'm going to take to the food bank. <laughs> Did yeah. you even read the book, bro? <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> Wait, no, you didn't. No, you're not <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki. No, no, I am. I wrote it. I, uh, I, go ahead. He's, he's I don't done. know if you're committing to whether this, or not he's talking. He's I really done. want you to see where this is going. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna segue <laughs> into that into it. that uh, YouTube video of why was Steven Seagal interesting, and uh, I guess I'm not gonna segue. Into why that is it Steven Seagal okay, interesting? It. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> his first five movies were good. That was that was the crux of the video. Air quote, good. Yeah, I think everybody was like looking for something fresh and stupid to get into. Like they yeah. didn't they didn't have any idea like this was gonna be him forever. They thought that was probably acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he got worse. He got progressively worse. They're like, oh, he's really good at being this guy. <laughs> oh, he's always that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shook things up in the '90s and became that guy who cared about the environment as well. Yeah, they added him what? care about environment. In the '90s, yeah, it feels like now that's everybody it's just everybody had an environment well, then let's say he was a no, pioneer no. of it it was i mean this that's was like another Bono. level it's like it, it wasn't it wasn't like uh uh hey let's get green energy and vote for these people while i go make movies it was his character fights the oil company <laughs> in alaska oh, <laughs> it was like and the yeah. oil company is evil and they murder people to try and stop pipelines so he has to kill them while wearing right. a deerskin jacket. Is that one called Blood and Oil? <laughs> that was That's on, on Deadly Ground. ground. Mm. That's very not... The problem <laughs> is there's too many words in his titles. He has to stick to the three-word violent titles. Mark for death, hard to kill, above, above the, the law. The law. He, he's like very, his biggest hit was a two-word title, though. Under, under siege. siege, when he streamlined it. Just yeah. Under Siege. And then Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, had too many words. And too it many just words. flopped. I think we've broken a Bart Sigal enough for today. <laughs> Did <laughs> I think, we know? Well, I think we just cleared the video of why Sigal was cool and why he's not <laughs> anymore. I'm going to take you to the bank, Bobby Robinson. 
to Wells Fargo. Jesus. Because it's right down the street. Oh, my goodness. oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what other topic can we think will sound Wells, fun? Wells Fargo. <laughs> uh, Stephen's Golf Today. Stephen's <laughs> Golf Today, what? He's he's all over Netflix. All his he keeps making movies in there. His direct to video on demand. <laughs> Wait, Have Netflix is buying Seagull. There is just full of. Okay, that is you bullshit. Know I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> I'm. But yeah. you scroll through Netflix and you start seeing like, oh, Bruce Willis made a movie, and you're like, oh my god, this is direct to video. Bruce See, Willis made a direct, you know, and then you're like, hey, this is uh, Liam Hemsworth, you know, what? Well, yeah, not not there's a big name, but. It was like he's, I've seen him in a movie in theaters, and he's direct. Everybody's doing direct to video now, and then like, do we feel bad Probably about fast it? Turn. Oh, why do you care about I, them? I do care. Like Nicolas Cage is all over Netflix, also. Yeah, like, that Nicolas guy's Cage pay and, bills, like, though. Yeah, Nicolas Cage and Steven Seagal. You keep you, making those you movies. Expect Nick those, Cage, you them to be this. Yeah, you expect like if you combined all the Seagal movies together, they add up to a five star rating. That's the quality of films he's making. He made five one star movies, is what Brian said. I don't think that's how averages work. <laughs> I don't think... Adverages. <laughs> I don't think you collect them. I'm going to take you it... to Netflix, Bobby. <laughs> to the blood Netflix. God damn it. You're not doing it right. <laughs> well, he doesn't know. He's Steven Seagal. <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks he's the one that created his success. If you watch... Like, it's almost like you can tell which movies are more and more recent because the the... More recent the, the movie gets. Well, the yeah, his, well, that that's a telltale. But but and for sure, like that gives you goatee. the year. But if you want the month, it's like the thickness and fakeness of the goatee around his mouth. Yeah, it's, it's so like a, dark. It's so it gets like darker naturally and blacker. The more recent the movie, it's is. harder to see his mouth. It looks like he's just always shouting. That's how thick and dark his his mustache, his beard is. That's part of his diet plan. So if he can't see his mouth, he can't feed himself. I haven't watched any since that since that I vampire one. He had like that vampire one. Oh my one. god! Yeah, the va- against the dark. Against the dark. Did you see that one, Bobby. He you tried to go to Seagal 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 movies, Oh, I stopped watching Seagal long before any of these. Okay, you telling me he has a goatee mustache combination is news to me. <laughs> you would think you would think Steven Seagal versus vampires would be an interesting movie premise. It I liked Blade. I would argue yes. <laughs> it is not. I liked Blade. I like Steven Seagal. Let's see where this goes. He goes the beginning of the movie is like he, he he's he's like the leader of this group of vampire hunters and you're like I like where this yeah. is going. Yeah. Here's here's the problem with the film though. He filmed all his parts first probably for another movie <laughs> and then went to Russia to hang out with with his buddy Putin. Vladimir Putin. Doing and then they filmed Putin. the movie yeah. around the scenes he did. They're like, this is garbage. We can't do anything with this. Like, that's what he vampires, does maybe? <laughs> and that's because, yeah. He, and then, like, the first scene you see him, he, they're killing a group of vampires, and then as soon as they're done, he just utters the most random line, has nothing to do with the what plot. He just goes, we're not here to decide who's right or wrong. We're here to decide who lives or dies. And then okay. walks away, and you're like, what, who is he talking to? <laughs> yeah. I took these mean, vampires are, away from like, the blink. Because like, nobody spoke to him first. <laughs> and that sounds like an answer, not a state. You know, it's like, <laughs> Maybe even at this point. Everyone's just kind of confused, walking by. Oh, Seagal is just slowly descending into madness, and no one's helping him. Yeah, what I, if these I are all... He's just wandering around. They give him a real gun with blanks in it, so he thinks he's walking around killing terrorists right. or something, and they just film him, and they're like, we, I mean, Lawman got canceled, so let's just make real movies with this footage. Just keep <laughs> telling him he's Lawman. Yeah, 
So now they're like, ah, oh, we have like 800 hours. We can make a lot of movies with this. So we need yeah. one about vampires, one where he's a small town sheriff, one where he's one. a sniper. I that's saw the, the other sniper one. one. Did you watch it? I didn't he, watch it he's yet. He's fat sniper. <laughs> he's just like... I, I think he's sitting in a lawn chair on a roof. I so swear. he's very relatable to, <laughs> yeah. like, to everybody that's ever owned a gun. I was, like, I was like, I could be a sniper. I just need the fakest goatee ever created by man. Just I like, look like Steven Seagal. I wearing, could be a sniper. I look like Steven wearing, wearing a big and tall ghillie suit. Yeah, <laughs> a big and tall. Your enemy won't be able to see you. Uh, I guarantee it. <laughs> what is that giant shrub over there? <laughs> There's a shrub on top of a building. Why is it on a lawn chair? Yeah, the shrub's on a lawn chair. <laughs> shrubs. Do you notice how that shrub always has McDonald's trash by it? Hey, hey, that uh, that shrub just told me to take me to the blood bank. <laughs> so what do we do? So He's the, like, <laughs> the problem is we look like Steven Seagal if you and I stood on each other's shoulders because that dude's like yeah. a giant yeah. in the industry. What? Oh, <laughs> Trying to sneak in a little compliment. Kinda, no. Please come on the show, Steven Seagal. These aren't movies anymore. They're calls for help. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So the sniper one is I like... I need to he, take me to the blood bank. <laughs> it's like it's another one of those two separate movies got filmed where he's a sniper and his spotter are there, and then they're filming scenes of a group on the ground, and they have to uh, exfiltrate the area because they're under attack, and then he doesn't leave... Because and he gets left behind, and he, they don't even interact face to face with his people. team and yes, and Seagal. They don't even interact. He does doesn't even interact with them. He he talks to them on the radio, but that's it. But then and he um, says his weird spotter gets slogans. shot, so he has to carry him. To and I was like, I swear, uh, apparently Seagal never feels like he's in danger because he's as a sniper under fire. He's walking away. <laughs> Like, the, he's kind of like, just upset, like it's his fault run. that the sniper... Like this, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, a person who was a sniper, you know, I never have to run. Snipers are cool under fire. Yeah, I'm not yeah. just going to walk. And then his partner gets hit, his partner, so he carries him to some abandoned building. And, and his partner keeps getting hit because he's using him as You might cover. as well. Because yeah. <laughs> right. Seagal's walking. Yeah. Your Seagal impression sounds like he's always eating. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen his movies? <laughs> I think just... it's a chocolate donut around his mouth. <laughs> Oh shit! We just knocked it down. Now we're out for blood over here. Uh, <laughs> we just took him to the bank. It's a good thing this podcast is hard to kill. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of hard to kill, <laughs> do you know uh, uh, Big D's out with a tooth infection or something yeah, or other? Delirious. Yeah. Ignored a giant uh, tooth problem he's had for weeks. Yeah, he's like for, for weeks, weeks. I felt my wisdom tooth coming in and it was hurting. You know, I thought it would just resolve itself or whatever. I don't know what he thought. He was trying then, to flex his jaws in the mirror. Yeah, and then he said he woke up yesterday, and then pop, the tooth started coming in, and his jaw swelled up. And then he came to work going, does anybody know a dentist? <laughs> like, this is business you should have handled Seriously. on the phone. <laughs> Acting like he just, he has a knife in his chest. He's like, anybody know a doctor? Yeah. I don't want to pay a lot for this <laughs> for this knife yeah. removal. And then, and then he, the way he tells it is like, Oh my my tooth is uh, coming out and we're, everybody's like dude what happened like you know why would a tooth just suddenly fall yeah. out and he's like no 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 it's coming in the wisdom tooth is coming out like <laughs> we're like oh okay i see what you're saying so you're just now getting your wisdom teeth yeah he's like our little tony is finally growing up <laughs> jesus christ he looked like someone doing 
a uh, SNL, SNL sketch of the Godfather. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I thought, literally, I thought he had cotton balls or Kleenex yeah. stuffed in his cheek. To Dress, deal with some kind to, of pain. Yes, to, to put pressure or relieve some pain or something. Just wearing, like, cargo shorts, walking in with that hanging cheek like yeah. he was, like, the bra father. <laughs> <laughs> Making us an offer we can't refuse. <laughs> Just asking for a dentist. Just casual. Everyone know a dentist. Yeah. They're like, why are you here? <laughs> just so I could do droopy dog impressions. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> He's like, I thought then it'd be funny. No, I thought it'd be fun for a minute. <laughs> just, just. So then he went home. Or I went to the dentist, stayed home for the rest of the day, and he's like, yeah, I'll be in work tomorrow. And we're like, why? <laughs> yeah, he has surgery scheduled for Saturday. We're like, why are you Are you guys tomorrow? off on Monday? For President's Day? Uh, I don't think so. No. Are you? Uh, no. <laughs> Everyone else is. Yes. Um, is a... I support Donald Trump, so I will be taking President's Day off to commemorate... Our president. Our president on President's Day. And granted, he's still president by then. Okay, let's not talk about that. <laughs> 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 we cannot go down that road because this is a podcast that's supposed to be funny. So, yeah, Tony actually came into work Not today sad. and then went home or like... He came in today? Yeah, I don't understand what he's doing. like, what are you doing? What are you... Like, just trying to get half a day? So, I was like, I don't want it that way. I only have to take half a day off. Or like, just stay home. So, does he live close by or did he drive all the way here for he half a day? probably 30 minutes away. That's a ridiculous drive. Yeah. Just up beholding up the cheek falling off your face yeah. as you drive along the freeway? <laughs> so, the swelling was just as bad? Well, I didn't even see him. Oh. Uh, he was just haunting the halls like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he ran off with a girl. <laughs> you know what he was missing was that handkerchief tied vertically along his head. Like a, you have a cartoony toothache. 1930s toothache. He's just walking around with mumps. What was that for anyway? I, wonder I don't even that... know. What do you do? You just tie a handkerchief under your chin and up over your ears. I tied the knot on, on the, the top, top of your head. head. What was that for? Is no, that like I think it was your jaw. Your jaw was going to be dislodged. You, you just get like, gonna... is the toothache going? I feel like my jaw is falling off. That's <laughs> how much pain I'm in. That's like they didn't understand. Uh, I like the solution the of that. Like this really hurts, and then somebody just came up to him and tried to grote him, but just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a minute. like ah, <laughs> Go, keep this that will, pressure right you know there on my neck. Like, oh here, here, this will shut you up. <laughs> and they just tie the knot real tight. Tie that real tight. <laughs> Is it job preventage? There, there's your diet plan right there, Mr. Seagal. <laughs> take that, take I'm that take hanky. You to the <laughs> tie it to around the your blood head. dentist. Every line he delivered in that movie had a New Orleans accent on it. And I was like, did he just make the decision that his sniper <laughs> was from New Orleans? I think he's, he's just so he's been spending it. so much time. There That's now. what I think. He just doesn't he care thinks, to get rid of it. I don't think he, yeah, I don't think it's a real accent. I think he's... It's like Madonna showing, British. Yes. Yeah, Madonna British. <laughs> I think yeah, he's exactly. just showing his appreciation. I mean. like he's proud of it. Dude, it's, whenever he delivered his lines, it was like he couldn't be bothered to speak to the people. Just like, and then because his partner is like... Because the people weren't in the room. Well, no, the <laughs> guy was, this scene, this guy was like, he's shot in the stomach and like, oh, I'm dying, whatever, you know, and then like, like we gotta I'm get, dying. <laughs> he basically said that. Gotta see a doctor. I gotta. We gotta get out of here. Do you know what dentist? And this like all sitting in a chair across the room, and he just goes, "It's like," and he takes a like a deep, exasperated breath, literally, <laughs> before he delivers the line. I was like, I can't believe he just did that. He's like, 
Look, man, I was going to be on the way. <laughs> You're like, did you even look at him when you spoke? Bro, this is upset for the five minutes he has to spend away from craft services. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on, can we just shoot this next to the table? Look, man, I just need to deliver this line until they say cut so I can get a sandwich. <laughs> just edit out the table and post. Come on. All I need to move my mouth to put the words in. <laughs> 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 later. Tablecloth. <laughs> Ham sandwiches floating next to him. <laughs> You can't! You forgot to lay the green napkins over the ham sandwiches. <laughs> it's a big stacker. Just, you know, Actually, the day later on there, I just took it off because you know. <laughs> I, I had to get the sandwich. <laughs> I feel like Sagola doesn't need to be taken down any more pegs. Like, it's, yeah, he's he's ground level right now. <laughs> making money, making movies. Yeah, making money hand over fist. Yeah, that's the thing that upsets me about this he's whole... Ri- he's rich, Dad. I know. I actually know why we're attacking him, because he's taking all that Netflix money that, that could be could going... To be, yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. Hear us out. projects. <laughs> no, no, hear us out. We've got this idea. We don't have this idea. <laughs> your... No, no, no. Give me your pitch right now. What's your Netflix? Uh, three computer geeks okay. fight alien vampires. Are you, did nice. you just? I just came up with that. You threw darts at a mental. I like idea it. I like board. it. Yeah. Call, launch exe. Launch exe. <laughs> yes. That's why I say Bobby should be in charge of naming stuff. Actually, like, I had this. He should have a career of naming things. I, I wanted to write like a comedy short story that was like a bunch of like web designers. I I think I, I, I described all the characters as as uh uh oh what was it like geeky but plucky <laughs> like oh, every geez. character description. Sorry, <laughs> just copy paste and, they, and yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, they're all the same type of person. And they all work for this uh, company. And they ke- have to keep doing these weird compliance tests. And they find out that the the, the corporation is run by, uh, like, a an evil computer AI that's just trying to get find out how people talk. So they're learning human interaction from geeks. <laughs> so I was going to call it I, human resources because they're using... That is good. That yeah, is gonna, good. I was going to write that. See, and, we, and then the Seagull's geeks have to fight... taking away money from human resources. Well, it was a book. It wasn't going to be a series. That could have been a series. Launch.exe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, Seagal's doing everyone a favor. Forbidden <laughs> <laughs> in Marine Brian's books. <laughs> Look, craft services is a good accelerated business. <laughs> Steve Seagal just took a shot at me. Did you hear that? Seagal. Yeah, I just... Seagal. Brian's writing. I like Brian's books, Seagal. No, he's already gone. He's that fast. <laughs> he's at craft services. <laughs> I know where he is. <laughs> he's over at the ham sandwiches. <laughs> or he's, where the ham sandwiches used to be. He's, he goes where the ham sandwiches go. <laughs> he's like, he's kind of like the Batman of ham sandwiches. Or is he the ultimate Japanophile and he's always like eating Japanese foods and oh, I making you. a big God deal about it. You know why that's other uh, Like with chopsticks. He's a f- okay, you know the term weeaboo? Like the the guy that's super about Japanese yeah. culture that yeah. isn't Japanese at all. Yeah, that's my used to be is... called an otaku, but now it's well, that was just geek in general. So yeah, but that but that also weeaboo. included Japanese people. He's saying yeah. weeaboo's no, no, no. Japanese. Otaku okay. is something that weeaboos call themselves because they think they're cool by saying <laughs> it. Because now they're incorporating <laughs> the, like the culture into their phrasing, yeah. and they're like, ah, oh, it's otaku. Because that's not that's not cool. <laughs> so <laughs> you're saying Steven Seagal that's, is a weeaboo. He, with a ponytail? Yeah. No, he's like, you, you, the reason that separates a lot of people, uh, everyone's like doing a kind of natural cosplay of Steven Seagal at like Comic Cons because you kind of see that like leather jacket ponytail guy. That's no separation. There's no lines of separation. From I see that. where you're going with this. They've been doing this since before Seagal. 
So he became one of yeah, them. The only difference between oh. them and Seagal is that they have no camera pointed at them. <laughs> That's true. Oh. <laughs> They're all eating the sushi and the and the, the tonkatsu and speaking in dark voice. Speaking in dark voice. <laughs> Throwing peppering in a couple of Japanese phrases to impress people. I think we're knocking down a lot of things today. Actually, <laughs> I'm looking in a mirror talking about myself. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I eat a lot of tonkatsu. <laughs> It was weird that you were just looking in that mirror. It, <laughs> it seemed like you were fading away into your own book. Oh, Brian, your ponytail's coming in nicely. <laughs> we're not weeaboo. You eat tonkatsu because we grew up eating. We tonkatsu. grew up eating tonkatsu, and and we didn't decide who, who doesn't I like love fried pork now. cutlet. That's the greatest fried pork cutlet. I know. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell by looking at you, yeah. weeaboo. Yeah, we, come we, on, weeaboo. <laughs> weeaboo. No, I'm not gonna lie because I just knocked. The, I'm one of those self-hating weeabobs. <laughs> I just brought that whole thing up because I wanted to weeabobs. Yeah. <laughs> made it personal. Made it personal. Seagal grew up in Japan. Like he speaks Japanese. He, like he's the he keeps making that claim about he's the highest ranking mm-hmm. uh, non-Japanese Aikido master. But I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know how to look all that up. I just take his word for it because above the law is awesome. <laughs> and then now you see him today, like. Is he? <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Do you think every time... Did he really hit Kelly LeBron? <laughs> yeah, he did. He probably straight did. Oh, jeez. He straight did. every time he comes on screen, like, uh, his martial arts falls down in stock? Like uh, I believe so, because there's that, that video of, uh, of... Well, there's two videos. There's the one where he's actually in Russia giving that sad demo, and then there's the one where... where oh. Remember when we were watching him... Uh, with Anderson Silva yes. and and uh, what's that other dude? Lioto Machida. Lioto Machida, the guy that drinks his own pee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lioto Machida drinks his own pee. Yeah, because yes. his dad taught him that that was a thing to do. Sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> was his dad in dodgeball? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if you could dodge your chores, you can dodge a punch. <laughs> By the way, Lioto Machida, probably some of the best. Punch dodging in, in in the UFC. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there's that video where Steven Seagal is training, uh, teaching those two. But there's another video where the there's a bunch of guys from that Shootbox Academy where they're making fun of Steven Seagal, like uh, he's oh. got the the shirt in his belly, and and uh, Anderson Silva's there just loving it, just eating it up. Oh, <laughs> he's encouraging. He's getting bullied. They made, they made fun of him behind I, his back. I feel like they're making fun of Seagal behind his back. Oh, he, it was behind his back. I thought we do it to his face. No, I don't. no. No one has the courage to make fun of Seagal to his face. That's why he can just walk around in Russia while they're shooting directly at him because he walks everywhere. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he run. does not run. Because <laughs> have you seen him run? You know what it is. He oh. he walks because everyone made fun of his run. That's right. Oh, the internet made fun yeah, of his he, run. So he now runs he like walks he's everywhere. He's running like he's throwing dice. Yeah. <laughs> that right hand just shoots out to the side. Oh no! Like he's issuing tic tacs to people as he runs by. I don't think Seagal's supposed to be fat at all. I think America took it away from him. Oh no! Like yeah, he was made like fun of his run. He had like, this whole workout fine. routine. I won't run anymore. <laughs> and they're like. Every time you see him in those walking scenes where he's trying to get away, it's just like he's thinking about running, but he knows not to. The self-consciousness. I think so. I think so. I feel bad you for him You know why? Because if he ran with that his uh, spotter on his back, he would have dropped him because his right arm would have yeah. been like... <laughs> see? That's you would have followed. So Brian. he's protecting his actor, his, his co-actor. Oh, okay. His co-star. I thought you were mocking him, which is exactly what we're trying to get away from. <laughs> we Are we, though? <laughs> 
Yes, you know what? This is a Seagal friendly zone. It is. It is. This is a Seagal, Seagal safe space. Here. It is. We're not going to make fun of Steven Seagal anymore. I like I like Mark for Death. I like I like those classics. Because we just spent an hour making fun of Steven Seagal. <laughs> I think it's time. You know why? Because we're sad that uh, we're not we don't get movies like he did back in the day. That's what it is. Brian ran out of human resources I, I, money. I ran out of human resources money. <laughs> oh, look, Seagal's making another movie where he's a cop or soldier or ex-cop or ex-soldier or Navy SEAL turned cook. That was probably one of my favorite twist characters. The, the, I mean, the the favorite, uh, my favorite, like, uh, it, did, it didn't even feel like a twist because all the trailers showed him kicking butt already. But, like, in the beginning of the movie, he was the cook on, that, on the uh, battleship. And then it turns out he's the Navy SEAL that's the cook for the ship, and he just and kills everyone because he's awesome. I was like, I like that. I really like that little twist on that character. Because everything else was he's just a uh, down-and-dirty New York cop. Or he's... Why is he a cook, though? What's Did that movie called? Did he superior it was, it was something about that. that it was like, was? He, yeah, he got, like, demoted or something like that. Due, due to, like, punching someone. So I don't... He just get demoted to chef. <laughs> He got, yeah. It was that or drum him out. And yeah. then they're like, he's too good. He's too good. <laughs> I don't care if he punched a general in the mouth. <laughs> he could serve a souffle, goddammit. And it was, not only did he get demoted, it was demoted and uh, it was not in like a public record or something like that because they didn't find out he was a Navy SEAL to like the end of the movie. And because and, they just thought he was just some schlubby chef dude because he looked like a schlubby chef dude. Oh, that's mo- that should be all of his characters now. You just like just like, schlubby, schlubby chef, chef dudes. No, just schlubby this, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that but he's be, actually a cop. That would redeem him in my eyes. That would make him more relatable because you're like, oh no, he's just a schlubby teacher. But no, oh, he has not played schlubby teacher role yet. Yeah, like kindergarten, a sequel to Kindergarten Cop or the substitute. And then he comes back. He's like a Navy SEAL. That's a teacher. That's how schlubby teacher. The school gets taken oh. over by terrorists. Oh, and oh. and Bobby, he, name teaches, the movie. he teaches he teaches <laughs> the underprivileged children to fight back, so they love him at the end. So it's lean on me to death. <laughs> we need a three-word title. That's so good. That's so lean, good. lean on, learn to kill. Learn to kill. <laughs> learn to uh, we're writing that book, by the way. We're writing that book, and it's just straight up Steven Seagal as the lead character. And we're going to get sued big time. Learn to kill. <laughs> and he has to say class dismissed like every single time he kills someone. Like he'll break his neck go, class dismissed. <laughs> you just said that like 20 times now. Yeah, there's 40 more guys to go. So get used to it. Uh, I think we nailed this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is let's, there time let's get some for more, more episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we've built this one clean out. <laughs> you want to change topics then, or uh, we're gonna have to go to the bank, the topic bank. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when we talk about Seagal, it's not for the whole episode anyway. So we should. Stop. I feel like we, we nerds stop. this one out. He yeah. nerds this one out. Yeah. Yeah. Plug in nerds. You still, I still working on that one. What, nerds? Uh, y- yes, but we haven't recorded anything. Uh, like, we 
like plugging you, your non-existent. You know how it is. Like we can't even get Alan to do like the other podcast. <laughs> so, like trying to get him to do. Uh, I've yeah. been dying. He, uh, <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm coming back from death. <laughs> really? Is that your excuse? Because it seems like your dad ditched us last <coughs> night, where you told us you're going to be at a ball game champ, and you never showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just keep looking at that empty bleacher. I struck out looking at the bleachers the whole time. I was like, oh. You didn't even look at the pitch. You <laughs> <laughs> just watched the bleacher as balls was by. And, and the person on the scoreboard kept playing Cats in the Cradle. Because, like, oh. no, yeah, the scoreboard guy actually knows when there's a forlorn son <laughs> looking for his father. Because he's looking at the, the, he's not calling his shot. He's not. He didn't have his eyes on the ball. He's just looking at the stains. And then everyone had to sit through five minutes of Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> he plays the whole song. While the kids slowly struck out. And no one stops it. They all respect it because they know what happened. And it's a little league game because it takes a, so it takes a long time to strike out because it's like the pitcher can't throw it in the strike zone every time. So it's four, three balls and then four stri- three and strikes. And then the, yeah, the pitcher gets kind of frustrated. He has to take a little bit of a breather. And at one point, the kid gets hit. It's like, sad, like extra sad. <laughs> he limps to first base, and then the, the scoreboard keeper turns the volume up a little more. Yeah, well, it, it, with the song crescendos, that's <laughs> when he's going down the, when he's limping down in tears. Yeah. <laughs> the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. For, for some reason, their team wins because the pitcher keeps beaning all the kids whose dads aren't there, so they're just like constantly walking them in. Oh, yes. Walking them in. We play. You have this one team that's just orphans. It's just yeah. They're called the orphans. <laughs> they tried for the bastards, but that wasn't working. Yeah, title. Did, like the little league rules didn't allow it. So yeah, like, you could be the orphans. They'll allow oh. dogs to play baseball, but they won't allow to be called the bastards. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard to get Alan to commit to an after-hours recording for the Nerds podcast. <laughs> I think that was the perfect Look, man, video. I sent y'all a text to say I couldn't be there. <laughs> sure did, thing. Did your ham sandwich block the text to send button? <laughs> so, yeah, we have, uh, like, we were just talking about, it was last night, we were talking about, like, some stupid stuff that we need to talk about on Nerds, and it was about uh, old role-playing game campaign characters, and Alan was, it was like, I don't want to tell everyone the character names because that's too nerdy. It's like, we'll describe the characters, but when you get as far as this was his name, I feel like that's the last. uh, Were they puns or were they play on words? No, it wasn't even. Yeah, yeah, actually it was. It was. Yeah, because too, we're, we're going for it. Too into the we, can't, world. we can't record uh, nerds it's anyway. So. Is it lore play on worlds? Like you have to know something about Dungeons and Dragons to get it's, it? It's no, no, it's, it's Star Wars. Uh, West End Games did a uh, version of Star Wars that was super okay. popular in the eighties and nineties. Uh, we played that, and Alan, we we made a care, we made a uh, a party that was basically the A team in space, oh. and Alan's character was Hannibal, but he was an Ewok. And his name was Sky High Cree Lord, tallest of the Ewoks. <laughs> see, <laughs> you see, doesn't it feel? Like, don't you feel like kind of ashamed to be sitting next to me? I feel like I, you owe me an apology, even though and, you just told me the whole story. <laughs> and then one of our friends, I apologize that he named my character. I didn't name. Oh, I no, no, said your you, character because you, I didn't come up with that his name. name. Yeah, yeah. So there was an Ewok that spoke uh, full basic because they don't have English in Star Wars. <laughs> he was fully proficient yeah. in basic and and uh, had a bitches. cigar. Yes, <laughs> that too, that too. But one of the one of our other friends had a character that was BA and it was a Wookie and it was known as the Wookie that could do the full splits. 
So every single campaign, <laughs> he would Bobby, always try to position himself in between two stormtroopers so he could do the jumping splits kick on him. I apologize for all of this, Bobby. <laughs> this is nerds. Oh, territory. that's good. <laughs> this, this is, is nerds. Van Dam Wookiee. Yeah, the Van Dam with the Wookiee, they could do the full splits. And, Split and, kicks. And, uh, the way the rules work in, in West End games is like you like the you would roll a contested uh, damage resistance based off your character's toughness. Yeah. When you get shot, and he put so much, so many of his points in to that Wookiee's endurance. He was taking straight up blaster shots to the chest and taking no damage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He was an action movie. <laughs> yeah, and then he would just run right in the middle of battle and do a splits kick, take out two stormtroopers. <laughs> I love it. And See, we had the spaceship that looked like that 1982 GMC van with the red stripe on there. And uh, my character Alan, was the pilot, you're acting so very I feel way ashamed of all of this. I but Brian could not be like having a better time. I don't like I, discussing... He will talk about pro wrestling all day, every day, but he doesn't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. Don't be ashamed of that. See, this is why Alan never shows up to your ball games, champ. I know. (laughs) You're embarrassing. Because I get too into the uh, weeds with with, uh, role-playing games. Your eyes light up with everything. around nerds, you know what I'm saying? Every time Dad shows up, I tell him about my role-playing game character. (laughs) And he's got the... The sword of sure death. It looks like a comb <laughs> sword. And I'm sculpting my goatee to look darker and faker. Yeah. So you can't even make eye contact with me. Do you no, think that's fake, look though? Away. It looks fake, but His do you goatee? think it's fake? I, he's, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying all of the whiskers there are fake. But just I'm picture like... it's There's like, some work done there to make it darker and faker looking. If, just imagine, just for, for the listeners, imagine Steve Harvey's mustache just continued <laughs> around his whole mouth. <laughs> And that's that's probably that's a lot of mustache. Yeah, yeah. Now imagine that's that how, becoming a goatee, and then just getting darker, <laughs> and then just, yeah, it gets darker and thicker, and just it's it. There's some work done on it. It's like I think it's just hair yeah, dye. Like, he's dying his. It's one of those like the hair dye. like it's too clean. He's dad dying his like, goatee. That's what he's doing. The lines like too are dark. too sharp. It, yeah, it grows, yeah. yeah, it grows in too straight. Are you saying the the just the the? It's like it's almost a circle. Like scientists are calibrating equipment on it. Like it's just ridiculous looking. Like some like his barber puts a bowl over his mouth yeah, and shaves yeah, around like it. that. <laughs> and then puts a reverse bowl and then spray paints the bowl. <laughs> the doctor just uses a CPAP machine and shapes around that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably. But then he sprays black spray paint into the CPAP machine. (laughs) He's like, we're just gonna make you breathe black paint for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) He's sleeping very whole time. It's gonna make you sound right back to signal. (laughs) Alan really doesn't want to talk about his Star Wars. Alan, I I don't know. Let's be frank. We got into an area where Alan was really uncomfortable. That's that's really what happened. He's more comfortable talking about how he's a failed dad to us (laughs) than. You know, not in real life, not with his daughter. Just, just because he was with his daughter last night, that's why he couldn't. That's why I couldn't record with you guys. I was taking care of my daughter. He was being a real dad. That's why he couldn't record with us. Leaving us all cats in the cradle. That's why. Yeah. Uh, well, I know we're gonna have a good time then. What? What? what what's going on? What? Uh, I thought we were ending this. No, we usually end at fifty. Shit! I tried to end it way too early. I mean, we're going to cut all this part about that we don't cut that early. But we're not. We usually record to 50. Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Or do you want out? No, I want to record to 50. Okay, yeah. Because we still have plenty to talk about. Okay. 
like uh, that D and D campaign where we made fun of their sword of sure death, and and they drew it and it was it actually looked like a sword with the, like the back half. <laughs> it was a sword with a comb attached to its back. What? Like I picture... the front. Oh, yeah. okay. When we were yeah. kids, when we were kids, uh, our older brother was playing D and D. Okay. We wanted to play, and he mm. pulled that nonsense where he grabs the cover of the box and he says. It says nine and older, and you're not old enough. We, we were, were like eight. eight. <laughs> we were eight at the time. And he, wouldn't, he did that just to exclude us because he didn't want right. us hanging around with him. And then so we would just kind of sit around and listen to them play, you know, and then one guy created this weapon called the Sword of Sure Death. And then we were just listening <laughs> to Drew it on a piece of graph paper. Yeah, and then, and then one of the characters goes, I swing the Sword of Sure Death at him, and then they roll the dice, and he goes... He's not dead. No, they, 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 they like, hit him and he rolled damage. Yeah. He goes, he rolled he's damage. not dead. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Even at eight, we're like, what? Something's wrong here. That's the sort of sure death? <laughs> well, no, no, no. The death doesn't, the sword doesn't, <laughs> isn't assuring death. It just, the sword knows that death exists. <laughs> The, the sword, sword is aware of the concept of death. Sword, do you understand mortality? Sure, death. Yeah. <laughs> the sword of quote unquote sure death. Yeah, and they just shortened it. <laughs> the, the lore. The he lore. just has an intelligence. Sure, death. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was. I forgot. It looked like a comb because it had all the poison barbs. It was like a bunch of poison spikes. Instead of a blade. Picture, it was like a sword. It was like if someone took Cloud Strife's sword and just cut a bunch of grooves in right. it so it looked like a comb and just said, those are poisoned. <laughs> That's what the Sword of Sure Death was. What? <laughs> well, I mean, they were 11. <laughs> 10, yeah, 11. 11. <laughs> like it was just a bunch of needles on a stick? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice kid. <laughs> Drawn on graph paper because we loved graph paper in the 80s. I that think like half of this thing. is out of spite because you hated that you couldn't be at that table. That was exactly what it was. I mean, we hated role-playing games forever because of that because we weren't allowed to play. And we would listen to play. We would, we would hate role-playing games and sit there and watch them play it. Like they would play oh. in, in backyards and side. Like play, they played outdoor D&D. <laughs> we'd just sit there and... Watch them play Star Wait, Frontiers. D and D, like not LARPing, just, okay, not LARPing. Okay, okay. Just at a just uh, backyard outside. picnic table or something, and rolling yeah. dice on the table. That sounds gangster. Like <laughs> taking that thing outside, especially in the day when everybody considered you to be a Satanist. Well, everyone in the neighborhood was playing. Yeah, and and except us. All the parents yeah, in the eight, neighborhood, like if you lining up, come on. Like yeah. during the day, if a bunch of kids were outside or in inside during the eighties, yeah. the parent of that house would say. Just go play outside, guys. And so they would literally play outside. Right, play D &D right. Outside. I don't have the patience to tolerate you in the house right now. Go outside. Sally Jesse Raphael's on right now. Don't Is come that on inside yet till the street lights are on. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys just sat there looking at them. We would watch them play Star Frontiers and D&D &D and then just like hated role-playing games while we watched them play it and we wanted to play it. <laughs> Just turns out after all these years, your brother was defending you because you didn't understand the powers that be. <laughs> at nine, yes, you can comprehend them and perhaps handle them. But at eight years old... At eight, we weren't ready. You're going to we unleash the devil, and that's what they're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> we would mishandle the sword of sure death. Oh, yeah. You and they were afraid of that. And it was like their that party, watching them play, was so... Uh, it was... I don't know how they ever 
forgot the way their party members acted because they would fight this dragon and struggle and someone would get the last hit. So they had access to, they got to loot the dragon and they'd be like, oh, I got one hit point left. I skinned the dragon. And one of the other party members, I backstab and take all the gold. <laughs> so they would have a thief backstab the fighter that killed the dragon and then get everything. <laughs> Except the, the XP. Except the XP. The XP just went up in dust because the character would die. They had one hit point left. And then they would come back the next session and let the backstab guy let the backstab guy still in the party. And he would they were all again. backstabbers. They were all like vicious killers like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to play yeah, this game. Yeah, and he's protecting you from this world of betrayal that you're not aware of. Yeah, yeah, and and the first role playing game we ever played was Robotech, and it felt safer because you were part of that that uh, the United Nations of Space or whatever they <laughs> called that organization, the RDF, the Robotech Defense Force. So you couldn't betray each other because you're all you could operatives. yeah you would get yeah <laughs> so you were on in a squad so you wouldn't we betray don't each loot other. because that doesn't belong to us it belongs to the RDF <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well I mean it wasn't like that it wasn't like you go to the dragon's den to get money it was mm -hmm. like you have a mission so you accomplish a mission so it felt different and that's what got us into role playing games <laughs> and we never played D and D for the longest time we played maybe maybe once or twice so. I don't think you guys, I think he, if you guys really, we if your brother put, took you to that table, and he would have ruined you. <laughs> you guys would have been sitting there like. We would have been some weeaboos. No, you guys would have been like having on my fun all the time. and like doing things. And all of a sudden, they, you'd be surrounded by your brother and his miscreants getting murdered. Getting right backstabbed. <laughs> or maybe he was embarrassed of the character names and the sort of sure death and he didn't want to tell us about it. Like Alan. Like, I don't want to about his character now. I, I like know, my Alan, I like my fiction better. Why is Alan becoming such a jock all of a sudden? I'm not a jock. That's why he doesn't want to think, record nerds. I think that sounds more like your justification on why you weren't invited. <laughs> I think he's trying to save group. himself think, some embarrassment. He's I like, think I found out why he short, sort of sure death is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, I hope that's my brothers don't hear about it. Yeah, yes. They don't. It just doesn't even cause sure death. You know what? It, it does a d8 of damage. Sure, death is a Seagull movie, but not a good one. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's a goatee of poisoned whiskers. <laughs> that's what that comb, that's what Zard comb goes to. Yeah. Uh, that's the sure death of this podcast. <laughs> it's not dead. 